0: Happy Wednesday. Hope you are doing great. Welcome back to the Spiritual AF Life Podcast. So happy that you are here because we are going to be talking about a very, very common subject in the world of spirituality. And that is being an empath. And I have 13 traits here for you that will help you determine if you're an empath or not. And some of these you might have heard before, and I hope that a few of them you haven't heard before. And then we're actually going to go over the dark empath in case you've heard that or not. And also, I want your take on the three most common signs that they say make the strongest empaths. I'm going to wait until the end to share this with you so you can let me know maybe if you're one of those signs in astrology or if you know someone else. Honestly, I'm going to have to say I completely disagree with these three signs. Totally. Like, I'm not even in astrology and I am like... you there's no way that those are the three strongest signs that are in past. Now with anything with the internet, if you look one way, it might say this. If you look in another website, it might say that. So I'm going off of the website that I have in my show notes. So definitely click there if you want to learn more. However, we are going to go right into it and we are going to be talking about the 13 traits. Let's get started. One more thing before we get started. I am bringing this up because in my Rise Into Your Power group in Facebook, I am going to be holding a self-care for empaths theme for the whole entire month of June. And I am in the middle of creating right now a really, really awesome empath Toolkit, self care toolkit that will help you make the most out of your self care as an empath. And I'm not just talking about, you know, bubble baths and, you know, facials and that kind of stuff. That is only one part of self-care okay so definitely make sure that you're in that group if you're in rise into your power group in facebook don't even worry you are all set i'm going to be posting what you need to do next all right if you're not part of the facebook group then definitely click the show notes or go on facebook and just google inside of facebook rise into your power and that is my group where we're going to be having a lot of fun in june all right, now we're going to get started. So the very first trait is definitely one that everyone knows, and that is, empaths are highly sensitive or emotional. So this is going to be you if you were the person who was known as the crybaby growing up, that you always are feeling attacked, or you're always feeling like you are being triggered, or you are you cry at movies, you cry, you know, just thinking about something. You know, maybe you feel even stupid for feeling the way you do, but you are very highly sensitive and. You're you're also very emotional. And in psychology, this is known as HSP, which is highly sensitive people. But empaths make it a little bit more stronger, if you will. They're a little worse than HSPs, but definitely you could use those interchangeably. So if you've ever been diagnosed as a HSP, then more than likely you are also an empath. So that's a little extra bonus there. Extra bonus trait. All right, so the second one is that you feel pain, stress, or overwhelm of Others. All right. So this means that when someone loses their pet, when someone loses a person in their life, like you can truly feel it almost if you're your own. And then you might start feeling like you're crazy. You might feel stupid for like, why? I didn't even know the person. Why am I crying like this? Or why am I crying at all? Like I had nothing to do with this. Or if you were like me when I was a teenager, I had no idea what an empath was. And I've told you this before, but it's like my friend would be like, man, my hand hurts. And And when I looked at it, I'm like, oh my God, my hand hurts too. But I was always mirroring them. I didn't even realize that I was doing it. I'm like, it's your right hand, but my left hand hurts, you know? And it was really funny because I'm just going to tell you a really quick story. Today, my husband hurt his back. And so I was like, let me try something. And I tried absorbing the energy out of him. And I wanted to see, and I wanted to see specifically if I could absorb the pain, if I could absorb what was going on with it, or if I was just mimicking it. So I put my hand and I set the intention and I just imagined, you know what I mean, the bad energy that was making his back hurt going into me. And I assumed that it was making my back hurt, but it didn't. It actually made my back hurt, but it also made my hand hurt that was on his arm. Sorry, that my arm was on his back, and so it made my hand hurt that was absorbing the energy. And then I also felt it in my back, and it was kind of in different ways. He said his right side of his back was hurting, but it was mostly my left side of my back that was hurting. So it was really interesting. And then I also tried Reiki on him and Pranic healing, and I did these all separately to see which was the most effective and get this. The absorption of the energy took his pain from about a nine to a seven. But all the rest of it, he barely even felt a difference. So I thought that was really interesting because if you are one of those empaths, if you're that kind of person that can truly feel the pain of others, you have to be careful that you are not absorbing their pain. You do not have to be like that guy in the Green Mile and absorb their diseases or be like how I was with my husband today. Because what I ended up doing was I did pranic healing and also did Reiki afterwards, which also healed my back because I was. I was laughing. I was like, great. Now my back hurts. Now it didn't help my husband that much. So tell me if it's really worth it absorbing other people's energy and making your body hurt too. If now both of you guys are sitting on the couch with back pain, because that's what was happening. But mine was at about a two or three. And it was funny because my husband was about two or three less. I wouldn't recommend trying that unless you're doing it for some kind of study like I was doing, because I just really wanted to make sure like if it worked and that kind of thing. So I'm definitely an empath and there are different kinds of empaths, but we're not going to go over that today. We're just going to go over the overview. All right. Number three is going to be needing time alone to recharge. Okay. Because this is because, you know, energy is all around us and empaths are very sensitive to this energy. And so they might be pulled in different directions, especially when they're around people. And then it's always like, you know, being around people whose emotions are changing or who have extreme emotions, and that can be really, really um, exhausting for an empath. So we have to spend time alone to kind of regroup, to recharge, and just to be with our own energy and not have the energy of other people, places, or things in our way. And yes, energy of places can also affect empaths. We're really, really good at picking up energy inside of a room, inside of a house, and that kind of thing. So, anyways, we're gonna move on. To number four, and that is you cope with emotional stress in like an unhealthy way. So maybe you become, you know, promiscuous, or maybe you're an emotional eater, or maybe you go ahead and you take emotional stress out by, you know, doing something that increases your adrenaline. You know, for me, I am definitely an emotional eater. And that is because we're overwhelmed. We don't know what to do. And oftentimes the food specifically is a quick fix. So, I thought that was a really interesting one. Let me know if you have that one. All right, number five is that you struggle with boundaries, right? Does this make sense though? It's because as an empath, you're so used to absorbing uh, energy, absorbing emotions. And so then you struggle with maintaining that because you also have, you know, maybe like a big heart and you want to feel what other people are feeling. And, you know, maybe it makes you feel good, or maybe, you know, you just like being a part of that social scene, or maybe it's because, you know, You just have a lot of love in you, right? And you don't want to block yourself off from anyone. And then you feel like you can help someone. Why not help them? Okay, that might make more sense. Go Moving on. The next one is that you feel responsible for everything. And that is because you are noticing things that other people aren't noticing. Because you're an empath. Because you have like the sixth sense, if you will. So, you can't expect other people to feel the same way as you're feeling because they're not that way they're not an empath they don't have this you know sensitivity to emotions like you do, but you are and so you want to be accommodating to people because you can really notice a subtle shift in their energy. Some people know how to take social cues, but with an empath it's like on steroids because you're not paying attention to their body language you're not paying attention to their face you're paying attention to their energy so sometimes you might picking up on things that like your spouse, your husband, your son, whoever it is, you know what I mean? And they don't see what you see. And it's because you're feeling it and you're feeling it through the energy. They're like, Oh, they seem fine to me. And it's like, Oh my gosh, you did not feel that. How could you not? And it's so easy for you that you just kind of are shocked that other people don't see the same way. You know what I mean? They don't feel it. They don't see it. They're not in tuned with it. And it is because you are definitely more sensitive. All right, the next one is that you feel overwhelmed in crowds. And we kind of talked about that just a little bit. We touched on it, but it's because there's so much energy going on. And people are talking, and when people are talking and having a conversation, their emotions are changing to happy to sad stories, all this jazz. And you're sensitive to all of it. So you put a couple people in a room with an empath, like, oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? There's so much going on. You know what I mean? They were just talking about their, you know, their life, and then it took a bad turn and this and that. And it's like, Oh my gosh, the empath's like sitting there like, I can't even. And then especially like in concerts or when you have events and things like that, it's just overwhelming, especially if it's loud, if there's loud music, if there's a lot of conversation going on because then honestly, it's like overdosing on energy and overdosing on stimulation. And the empath is already so sensitive that now it's like, oh my God, you know what I mean? They can't stand it at all. All right, so this kind of brings me to my next trait, which is you are an emotional roller coaster. So this means you have emotional highs and emotional lows. This means when you're happy, you're super duper happy, like probably happier than any other person that you know. But then when you're low, you're also very, very low. And you might also get into a lot of dark places. You might suffer from depression. You know what I mean? Heck, you might even think that you're bipolar at this point. And that is because... And pass, you know what I mean? Feel all the feelings, you know, and they are up and down with their emotions. All right. So now the next one, which is number nine, overthinking everything and that is because you're so much in your own head because you're always trying to decipher you're always trying to interpret and translate the energy that is around you and what is going on and that's the reason why that I truly believe that empaths make the best psychics the best mediums the special spiritual coaches all of that jazz and that is because we can see those nitty-gritty details we can already feel it and then it's kind of like it makes a way to our mind and then we're kind of just always over over analyzing, over interpreting, always trying to you know read between the lines because we feel that there's something there, even though we don't know exactly what. All right, the next one, believe it or not, I was like, wait a second, is this really an empath trait or is this like a Libra trait? So if you are a Libra and you think you're an empath, this one's a double whammy for you and that is you root for the underdog, okay? And for me specifically, I believe it is because I can feel the pain, I can feel the heartache of the underdog. And I can feel the exclusion that they're feeling and I just want them to be happy and I know that they're just so close to being happy. And then the people who are above them, and I'm not saying the people above them are bad guys or anything like that, you know, let's just say, you know, I don't know why this is coming to mind, you know, Olympic running. And then there's a first place and there's a second placer, And the second place is the underdog who has never ran the Olympics before. You know what I mean? It's their first time. Maybe they come from a rough upbringing and you hear their story and your heart just pours out to them. But the first place winner, you know, maybe they were the underdog last year and they actually won. And so they're happy. They're a good person, right? So you have nothing against the person that comes in first place. But for some part, you're just like, oh, I want to root for the underdog. I want to root for them who never, ever had first place before ever. And this is a sign of an empath. And I truly believe it is just because you're sensitive and you also want, you know, the energy to be evenly dispute, um, distributed. And it's almost like, too, that you know the possibilities of how happy they could be because you are sensitive to the energy. All right. So the next one, totally, seriously, did not know that this was a trait of empath. Until I did some research for this podcast, and it is, they thrive on new adventures and new experiences. That is thousand hundred million percent me. Is that you? So if you're an empath, I would really, really love to know if you are one of them that thrives on new adventures and experiences. And I just really feel because you know how some people like don't want to go to the same restaurant because they're like, oh, same old, same old. Well, remember an empath is like an, you know, energy absorber on steroids and they're already like been there, done that. And so when they're able to experience a different energy, then it's just like so exciting to them, you know, and they're like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like, for example, I went to Las Vegas and I did not know if I was going to like Las Vegas or not, because it is like, I don't know, to me, when I think of Las Vegas, like energy capital of the world on steroids is what I'm thinking but the thing is there was so much and it was fun and upbeat energy and it was so cool that I absolutely loved it loved it loved it loved it and it didn't occur to me until right now that maybe I loved it even more because I was an empath and I was absorbing that good energy but of course I was in a good area you know maybe I was in a bad area of Las Vegas you know I wouldn't be feeling that way but when we have new experiences then we are in different buildings we're in different places where different people have lived. And it just creates this whole exciting opportunity. I remember when I was in Scotland, it was just, I was just absorbing all of that goodness there, the architecture, you know what I mean? And how ancient that it felt and how unique that it was. And now looking back, that's also because I was an empath, maybe is one of the reasons why I enjoyed it so much. All right, and number 13, the last tip right now, is you feel drawn to help others. And that kind of goes with the whole underdog thing and how I've been beating a dead horse was saying because, you know, you're more sensitive to energy and that kind of thing. But if you were born sensitive, it is for a reason. So maybe it was to help others. Maybe it was to help others not feel so bad. Or maybe it's to help others feel better. So I just really want you to think about that, you know what I mean? And see how being an empath can really, really be a good thing. And I know there's a lot of like bad stuff, if you will, about empaths, but it's like, don't even worry about it, okay? Because it's like, I'm going to help you out in a month of June with a self-care for empaths because you're going to learn how to like harness your skills and how to have it be more of a blessing than a curse. Alright, so now, as promised, we're going to be talking about a dark empath. So, if you look it up, a dark empath was just coined, if you will, the term in 2020. And it says that a dark empath is an empath that is the complete opposite of what we know as an empath. So this is someone who is totally disassociated with emotions, you know what I mean? Who doesn't get those, you know, um, energy cues, who is not sensitive, who basically is anti-everything that I just said. Now, to me though, the opposite of an empath is a narcissist. Because they are totally disengaged, you know what I mean, from all emotions. And I also said this in Coffee and cards, and I really would love to know your take on it. I will post this question to the Rising Two Power group, but there has been people coming forth saying that a narcissist is a person who had had a rough upbringing, but they blocked out all emotions because of that trauma. Whereas an empath has the same thing, either trauma, challenges, whatever it is, you know, however big or small, and they become more sensitive because of their upbringing. So it's like almost like a narcissist internalizes it versus an empath, you know what I mean, makes it more outward, you know what I mean? It is almost like this bleeding heart that wants to help others, but a narcissist is the opposite. So definitely want to know your take on that, on a dark empath, if that makes sense. Because I bet you that there are differences between a narcissist and a dark empath. So we definitely want to keep on our toes about those two terms... As we move forward, because as you know, empaths are total magnets for narcissists, you know what I mean? Because we see the good in other people, kind of like what we've already talked about. You know what I mean? You see, you know, the underdog and, you know, that kind of stuff and you feel responsible for everyone and that kind of thing. So that's another reason why that we draw in narcissists so much. I can do a whole another podcast on that. But for right now, are you ready to hear the three most common signs that are the strongest and best? All right, so this is Pisces is number one. This astrology sign, I don't have a lot of experience with. I think I know a few Pisces and If they are empaths, I would have to say that they're strong-willed empaths. You know what I mean? They're the ones that maybe have less of a bleeding heart or they internalize their bleeding heart and only have it to a certain few people. That's what's coming up with Pisces for me. And then Cancer is the second one. So you tell me if you know any Cancers. At the top of my head, I can't think of anyone that in my life that I know that is a Cancer. So you let me know if Cancers are some of the most empathic people that you have in your life or if you yourself are cancer. All right. And the next one is Scorpio. So Scorpio, I know a couple of Scorpios in my life and I tell you what, they are not empaths. <laughs> You know what I mean? Or maybe they're even a narcissist. You know what I mean? In fact, I feel like a couple of my Scorpios I have in my life are narcissists. So I would love to know your take on those three astrology signs and let me know if they are truly like empaths because, you know, like I said, maybe narcissists are like the opposite of empaths because of how they internalize their internal struggles and the challenges that they were going through. So I would really love to hear your take on it pisces cancer or scorpio and then also your take on the dark empath versus like narcissist versus empath it's going to be so much fun um to learn and about what you think and then definitely um i will be seeing you for the self-care goodness into the rise into your power group coming here soon but definitely join now because i am getting some stuff together so i'm doing a little bit of recon before we start all right i will see you on friday